This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. We are back for another week to talk about the relationship that we mentioned last week and said we were going to talk about this week. We remembered that we, we wrote it down. Yes. It's a good thing we wrote it down, though. Because we, I was like, Mom was like, what do you want to do for a podcast tomorrow? And I was like, oh, we have it written down. I don't know what we have written down, but we have it written down. I didn't even remember that we had something written down. So, but as soon as she said it, I did. And then honestly, I went back and listened to our last week's podcast today. Um, and I was like, there we go. Now I remember. So we're just going to jump right in. Oh, does that look cozier to you? We have a, an array of animals in here with us. So hopefully they are on their best behavior and will be quiet and not interfere like they did last time better find some wood that was um yeah um but yeah like last time i got a little crazy talking trying to get the cat off the computer and not to knock our microphone down that's so and that's the one that's not in here right now so that's true and that's i think the beauty of our podcast is because you get to hear the real life stuff (laughs) maybe so so yeah currently in here i did did the one cat leave. Did think, Poof leave? I think so. Oh, good, because she's kind of a loud one. Which is ironic, because you'll never see her. <laughs> no, but when you do, you'll often hear her, too. But yeah, I think we just have Rosie, the dog, and then Strider, our cat. But he's he's a hunter, so he's pretty quiet. Yeah, he's exploring right now. Um, Addie's room is in quite a disarray right now, because she is packing. And so she's got boxes and totes and piles and... So it's quite the adventure for if you're in a cat, you know, if you're a cat, especially like Strider. It's kind of an adventure for me, too. It's a little bit for me, but it's fine. We're safe. <laughs> it's kind of a a pit in here. Anyways, let's That was it. my segue. That, how is that? A, oh, the... Okay, I get it. Yeah. I didn't get it, but I... I know. It wasn't good, but it it was one. We're going to read Genesis 37, verses 17 through 21, 22. Yeah, 22. And then we're going to read more than just this because you know us. But we're going to start here. And the man said, They departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. I almost said Donathan, as if that's what that says. Um, And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto him, they conspired against him to slay him, and said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit, and we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered them out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. Okay. Actually, did we ever tell them what we were going to talk about? I mean, last week? We did mention, yeah, we did. We mentioned Reuben, and we mentioned that he was like a a middleman kind of a thing, and then we said, let's save that for next week. So yeah, we we did allude to it last week. But not this week. No, but they clicked on the podcast, and they know the lesson title. That's fair, but I feel better when we tell them. We're going to talk about Reuben. Yes. And his part 
in the story of Joseph because we often just focus on Joseph and obviously the brothers are all lumped together. And I mean, whereas he does have some guilt in the matter because he did tell him to throw them in a pit. Yeah, he was trying to save you know, him. Let's actually get back to that. Let's okay. Come, let's come back to that because okay. that's more of like the after we read. Part. Okay, so then um, before she reads the next verses, let's just catch you up. So Joseph gets to the brothers. They do take Reuben's advice. They throw him in an empty pit. And then they decide among themselves, what good is this if we kill him? Like, that's not going to help us out. Here come some Ishmaelites. Let's sell him instead and make some money. So instead, they pull him out of the pit, sell him to some Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And at this point, Reuben's not there. He had walked away, which yes. is which is why we're not reading these verses, because we're really trying to focus on Reuben at this point. So we're, we're kind of moving away from... He walked away, so we didn't... We don't read it Yes, anymore. but in the meantime, Joseph has been yes. sold into slavery. And then back to the verses that Addie's going to read. Which is Genesis 37, verses 29 and 30. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit. And he rent his clothes, and he returned unto his brethren and said, The child is not, and I, whither shall I go? All right, and then following that, then the brothers take Joseph's coat, dip it in the blood, take it back to their father, and, of course, then he is, um, says, you know, I'm going to go to my grave, like, mourning for my son. So he's never going to quite recover from the death of Joseph. And so then we know all of the things that go on with Joseph's life. And, and if you don't... Go back a podcast. Go back a podcast, but also do yourself a favor and just read it because it's a wonderful account. Um, and so starting in Genesis 37, and really through the end of Genesis. So you will see the rest of the events that unfold in the life of Joseph. But um, what we're going to focus on is the first time his brothers come to Egypt to buy corn, where Joseph is in, you know, second in command in all of Egypt, and they have to come to him to buy the corn to save his family from this famine. So um, when they get back, Joseph, of course, recognizes them, and they do not recognize him. So he kind of is is testing them in a way, and he um, he takes Simeon and puts him in um, prison and says, you know, you can come back and buy more corn, but you need to bring your youngest brother to me when that happens. And, of course, then the brothers are like, that's never going to happen. Our father's not going to let that happen. And so they determine that all of this is coming about because they were guilty of the things that they did to Joseph, which they were. And was this happening because of that? Yeah, in a way it was, because that's how Joseph ended up in that position in the first place. So fast forwarding to Genesis chapter 42, Addie's going to read a few verses there about Reuben's response to all of this. So we're going to go to go ahead and start by reading 42 verses 21 through 23. 22. And they said one to another, We are verily guilty concerning our brother, and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear? Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. All right. So, you know, again, like I was saying, the brothers are like, All of this stuff is happening because of what we did to. Joseph and then Reuben's like I tried to tell you 
not to do this to our brother and you wouldn't listen to me. So now, of course, we have to pay our dues. And then so when they get back to Joseph or to Jacob and tell him all of the things that had happened and that the next time they go, um, if they want to buy more corn, then they have to take Benjamin and he's not going to let that happen. And once again, Reuben tries to step in and make it all um, okay. Yeah, Yeah. make it better. And that's in verse 37 of the same chapter, which says, And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring him to thee again. So, and that's just really him basically saying, I will not let anything happen to Benjamin. The way he did it. Don't love that. Basically putting his own two children up and saying, you know what? You can kill them if anything happens to Benjamin. And then honestly, we go through the rest of um, the events that unfold. And it's actually then um, Judah that steps up when they're in front of Joseph again and says, you know, you can take me to be your servant and all of that. So um, which is interesting when they go back to to Joseph once again. So when Benjamin is found with the silver cup in his bag and all of this, then, yeah, it's Judah that says, no, no, take me instead. They're like, oh, no, dad's going to kill us. (laughs) But I do think it's interesting to look at Reuben a little more because we do see him a number of times. And we skim over him. Yeah, we don't focus. I mean, it was so like, I think when we, the way we even came about this idea for this podcast is that um, you had forgotten that point that Reuben tried to like save him Mm -hmm. the first time because it again we don't focus on that we never you know spend any time kind of looking a little deeper into Reuben and what he tried to do um but was unsuccessful and do you know why he was unsuccessful because his brothers no because he tried to play the middleman because he was trying to make both people happy Yes. If he had just been like, no, we're not going to do half of the wrong thing. We're just going to do the right thing and not throw him into a pit at all. Things would have been different. Yeah. And also, I mean, I had thought about this, too, as we were um, as I was preparing for this podcast and reading all of this today. That um, after he comes back and is like, hey, guys, like our brother's gone, all this. And then they take they take Joseph's coat, dip it in the blood and go back and lie to their father. And obviously, Reuben said nothing about it at that point, because there was a very good possibility that Jacob could have retrieved him, because I'm sure he could have taken back the money and go, you know, found these Ishmaelites that were that were traveling out there, you know, like if it had been told right away, they may have been able to stop all of the events that unfolded. And, um, but yeah, he probably was afraid. That's what it came down to. It was one person um, against, I guess, the ten brothers. To be or fair. the nine. Well, he was one of the ten. I, I stand by the fact that he should have done the right thing. Oh, absolutely. But to be fair, these are the ten that also just sold their brother, or nine, really. Didn't you That's what I said. That? He is yeah. one of the ten, yeah. So there were twelve altogether. Yes. And Joseph and Benjamin were the youngest two. Yes. See, and, and so, I forgot about Benjamin. So yeah. I just subtracted, you know, I was like just 12, the one. Gotcha. not Joseph or Reuben. 
that's not really important to my point at all, but now I don't remember my point, so there's that. Um, yeah, I don't, but he was the oldest, and so... Oh, just that his brothers did just sell. Yeah, so they weren't, they weren't great. They weren't great, so I, I understand being scared, but that doesn't give him a right to not do the right thing. Yeah, so, but we do give him a little bit of credit, because he did try. He just didn't try hard enough. So he was trying, like you said, to sit on the fence, kind of appease the, his brothers, but not do anything bad to Joseph. Um, and then he's the one that speaks up, you know, when they are back before Joseph, and first of all, and says, this is because of what we did to Joseph. Like, we are guilty, and now all of this is going to befall us because of that. And, and it reminds him, I did try to speak up. So he just should have been a little more firm in his speaking up. He maybe gone a little bit further. A little bit. Let's not throw him into a pit. You're being dramatic. Hey, just a dream. But in the end, and I, I will stand by this, and it's not an easy thing. Um, God can work all of these bad things for good. And if you look at the events in the life of Joseph, all of those prepared him to be the man he needed to be to save the Israelites and, you know, and all the souls in Egypt that he saved as well with the saving of the corn and um, storing that up. So in the end, the right purpose was accomplished. And so many times I've said this about my own children, I would take away trials that they had to endure because I hated to see them go through them. But in the end, God used those trials to help them grow um, and prepare them for the battles that were to come. So sometimes, you know, what we see as a negative thing, God is using for good. So we cannot save, like, you know, our family, our children, all of this from having to go through hard times because that would steal for them from them the opportunity to grow. So we can give Reuben a, a hard time about all this, but in the end, it actually benefited Joseph to go through all of what he did. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> She's like, I concur. That's all that's all I have to say. <laughs> but yeah, Reuben he could have he could have stood a little firmer. But at least he didn't not say anything at all. Yeah. You know, the middleman. The middleman. But he did, I mean, he did kind of try to throw his own children in there See, too. But I think that that, like... That was more like a promise. Yeah, not a good one, not a good one. Because you remember that one guy who was like... Like, I will sacrifice the first you, thing that yeah. comes out of my house. Yeah. And then he had to sacrifice. I think, honestly, that goes back to the let your yay be yay and your nay, nay. Like, you don't need to make these outlandish, like, you know, like a lot of times people would say, you know, a common saying, I swear on my, you know, mother's grave or father's grave. Or, like, what? What? Why are you even? There's no point. Like, you should no. just, your words just have Be meaning. your word. Yeah. So I think he was just trying to dramatically make the point that, I will not let something happen. And he, I'm, to his um, credit, I don't think he would have because I think he regretted all of those years not making a stronger stand for Joseph. So he was prepared for the next time it may or may not happen. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, with the brothers like that, 
Like, odds are. And, you know, honestly, he could have always been worried because clearly Benjamin was the second favorite of all of the brothers. Like, he wouldn't let him, you know, they were, he was like, nope, you're not taking him to Egypt. Um, so, obviously, the brothers could have been like, well, we got rid of Joseph. Here we go. Let's get rid of this one, too. So, there was a possibility that that would happen. I did have one more point. A little bit unrelated. But... Jacob, sorry, I always go back to him because I'm like, I don't understand him all the time. Remember, Simeon got stuck in a prison in Egypt. And when they got back, they told their father, like, this is what we have to do. We have to take Benjamin back and then we can get Simeon back. No, he wouldn't let them go back until all the grain was out that they had bought. And then they were starving again. And he's like, oh, you got to go back to Egypt. And they were like, well, we could have gone back and forth twice now if you hadn't delayed us mm -hmm. and so he finally <laughs> let them go but the whole time Simeon's just stuck there yeah but you gotta gotta think I don't think that Joseph would have let bad things happen to Simeon oh he was probably yeah he was, he was probably well taken care of I mean yeah. as well as he possibly could have been in a prison that's I'm just saying but from Jacob's perspective he didn't know any of that that's he's just letting his son sit there in Egypt so anyway just going back to that for a second, I realize it's not really what we're talking about, but it struck me as I was reading through it today. I'm like, he's just has him in a prison in Egypt and wasn't going to send them back at all until they ran out of grain. Yeah, so, he's not a great dad, but that's you this know, isn't really about him. It's not. I know. Sorry. It was like an extra point, but I just kind of had to touch on that because I was like, poor, I mean, yes, Simeon was involved in the other stuff too, but like... Yeah, come on, Jacob. <gasps> That's all I have to say. That's all I have as well. All right, well, do we say thank you? We do. Thank, thank you. you. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting us at bywaymedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.